Previously on ImpTab Avatar, we found the Knowledge Seekers heading further into the swamp in search of Roken Marudo and his posse, hoping to pull some pranks on him to clear out the swamp a little bit and get that detestable horrid man out of here. They got to the edge of his little area that he'd cleared out for himself, and Jetsoon went in to cause a distraction, if we're putting it generously, <laughs> and everybody else decided that they would uh, use that opportunity to maybe try and remove the supports holding up their little porch area there. Kiyumi hid in the water, hoping to leap out as some sort of swamp monster. Unfortunately, after a succession of lots of very bad rolls in a very short amount of time, we had Amar tumbling right in front of Roken, who recognized him and put things together between the presence of Amar and Jetsun's poncho that maybe this wasn't the best situation for him, and they got into a fight. The current place that we find ourselves is not super great, but we'll leave that for when I set the stage later on. What's going to happen in this fight? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, the centaur. But that doesn't have anything to do with 100, but that's okay. You guys go. Okay. <laughs> McKenna Steele, cool as a hundred grand, candy bar. Oh, man. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> And Christian Randall, can you believe we've done this a hundred times? Yes, you may be asking yourself, why are these guys so interested in the number 100 all of a sudden? Well, this is our hundredth episode, holy cow, which I'm glad that we realized that like a very short number of minutes before we started recording this very episode. That would have been really sad had we realized it later. But man, you guys, we have so much to celebrate. Holy cow, we've been doing this for over a year and a half i think at this point a yeah. hundred episodes yeah it's wild just this legacy that we've created here and all of you being here along for the ride with us it warms our hearts they are so warm some of you from the beginning yeah warms my warms my tummy just like i drank a glass of 100 degrees celsius hot chocolate that would be boiling oh celsius okay <laughs> i was like no that's like barely warm yeah we're american so we don't know them numbers yeah, dude. <laughs> Apologies to all of our international listeners here. But uh, man, we're right in the middle of a fight. So holy cow, let's get back into it. Uh, okay. So we have people kind of in two different groups at this point. We have the lower group, which is Amar and the two thugs who were playing some music for Roken earlier. Amar has just trapped the two thugs in this bit of debris here. And Amar himself is still impaired because he's under the water. And then up on top of that platform there, Rokin and Camellia have had their ankles tied down to the surface of this sort of patio area by Kiyumi using a bunch of those vines. We have Zaya just came in kicking Rokin right in the face. Jetsune is looking super rough, four conditions marked, plus three on his support track. And uh, that is where we're going to be picking up with this situation. But we did just have that very tender, touching moment where Zaya sought guidance from a mentor or powerful figure to clear that troubled condition. So feeling a bit recommitted. 
Now, who would like to defend and maneuver? <gasps> oh, we're just going I, right into it. Yeah, we are. I would like to defend and maneuver, Ned. Beautiful. Would anybody like to advance and attack? I would. And evade and observe? I would like to do that. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with defend and maneuver. And just to get this right out of the way, because this is going to resolve itself very quickly, uh, these two thugs who are trapped... In order to overcome the trapped status, they have to mark a combination of three fatigue or conditions to escape, and that that does it. That does it for them. They try to escape. They feel insecure because they can't get out, and they are out of the combat. Wow. Yeah, suckers. Well done, Amar. You really turned this around. Okay, well, that's good. That worked surprisingly well. Yeah, they're uh, not necessarily the strongest of thugs, which I think is okay because Camellia and Rokin are doing some work up there. They're kicking booty. So now we get to defend and maneuver with Kiyumi and Zaya. So Zaya, go ahead and roll with focus. That is a 10. Nice. You get two basic or master techniques or one learned or practice technique. I would like to do my breath of ice. Ooh, nice. So after I get this guidance from Jetsune, I'm going to stand up, take a deep breath in, as I've watched Jetsune do multiple times with his breath move. And instead of this big gust of wind, ice comes shooting out at Roken, and any foe engaged with me, such as Roken, becomes impaired until they can clear the ice from the limbs, which we'll see how that goes. It doesn't feel the smartest, but I kind of want to do it. So now he's got vines on his feet and ice on his hands. That he does. And we'll see if that changes his plan. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, yes, good move from Zaya there. Next, we're going to go to Kiyumi. Kiyumi looks at Jetsune, and this is the first time that any of you have seen Jetsune this far out of whack. Like, it's very disconcerting to see this man who has been the pillar, this strong central support for this group in such a hard position. Kiyumi is going to use her wall of perfection technique that she has as the icon. You create a perfect wall of defense around yourself and any allies directly next to you. She can choose to mark one fatigue to block a single attack towards the wall or keep an enemy at bay who tries to penetrate the wall. So she reaches out with a whole bunch of those vines and weeds, some of them from her dress, some of them from the patio, and she puts up this waving tendril wall of these plants ready to try and block any attack that might come at you guys. Nice. That brings us now to advance and attack. So, Amar, roll with passion. Come on, charge dice. That's a seven. All right, so you get one basic technique. I am going to smash. Yeah, Amar, smash. What's your smash look like? So I am down below. I am in the water. I'm still impaired. Yes, which also, real quick, at the end of the last exchange, another tick on that progress clock would have gone. So the water level is getting pretty low at this point. By the end of this exchange, it's going to be drained out completely. Okay, okay, nice. That's good. Hold up, because I'm impaired, I should have added a negative two to that roll, right? Yes, or you can mark one fatigue. I will mark a fatigue. And then smashing marks a fatigue as well, right? Correct. Okay, I will take those two fatigue. I am quite fatigued, but I can hang out down here. 
I am down below underneath the main platform, the house on stilts that you guys are at. We talked about maybe getting him trapped in a sort of a net or something hanging from up there. So I am going to just firebend punch up into the air through the center of this platform and make a big old hole that maybe they could push him through and use that. Nice. Yeah, so you look up with your successful roll to get that smash. You punch up with your welder-like precision and the rest of you see from directly behind Roken this massive jet of fire that illuminates him from behind for a moment. He kind of stumbles for a moment like, what the heck is going on? And you look down and you see this perfectly round hole directly behind him it's like right on the edge of where his feet have been latched down with those vines. Nice. Sweet. And that's my turn. I'm going to be uh, hiding out down here a little bit. I don't want to engage with anybody. All right. So Roken, his fists are covered in ice. He needs to overcome impaired until he gets that ice off of his fists. Hmm. Roken's going to leave that ice on his fists for a little bit. He's going to just try and power through it. He's going to mark one fatigue and is going to strike at Jetsoon. <gasps> he takes some of the ice that's been stuck on his fists and he once again goes to shoot some of those needles. But each time he shoots one, a vine comes whipping in from the side and knocks it out of the air. Kumi is going to mark one fatigue to block that attack towards you. So I don't lose my balance. You do not. Ooh. Okay. And then Camellia comes in from the other side as well with her spinning sashes. And she's going to try and strike at Jet soon because she perceives you to be the weakest target at this point. Those weights come flying towards you. And again, at every turn, they're blocked by flailing tendrils of vines and bits of swamp weed. Kimi's going to mark a second fatigue to block that attack as well. Oh, what if Kiyomi gets hurt? I couldn't take it. Yeah, she's got a look of grim determination on her face. You can see that she is the second sweatiest person here in this attack at the moment, <laughs> as she is just at every turn trying as hard as she can to defend her new friends from this attack. That brings us to the end of Advanced Attack and Jetsoon. It is your turn to evade and observe, so clear one fatigue and roll with creativity or harmony. I don't even have fatigue. I'm just super messed up. <laughs> yep. <sighs> well, that's a seven. So you get one basic or master technique. I'm going to use my master technique. I slide around the blow. So in the next exchange, anyone engaged with me has to stay engaged and can only attack me. Interesting. Uh-oh. I am afraid, insecure, guilty, and troubled, all but angry. You guys can kind of see in my eyes a look of very clear uncertainty. I don't know if we can do this. You all need to get away. And then I will slide between the flying vines and get right up in their face, ready to defend my friends and support them. Because I am fully in support mode right now. All right. That brings us to the end of this exchange. Rokin and Camellia are only going to be able to use techniques against you. Is there anything that anybody would like to try and do before the next exchange? Water's all gone down here, right? Yep. At this point, the swamp has completely drained. <sighs> if we just want to get into the next exchange, then we can do that as well. I think I'd like to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is there anybody who would like to defend and maneuver? I would. I would. Advance and attack. 
evade and observe. I will, because I need to clear some fatigue. Okay. <laughs> Starting with defend and maneuver, Zaya and Jetsune, both of you roll with focus. Amelia is also defending maneuvering this turn. That is a nine. All right. You get one basicer mastered. And I got a seven. And the same for Jetsune. Okay. So what I would like to do is seize a position and escape the scene. Mm. But as I'm doing that, and let me know if this is possible, I'm bending all the remaining water with me, like, away. Yeah, there would be a couple, like, remaining puddles of water. But yeah, you could go down and just grab every, like, last little bit of water you can see as you leave. So you leap down. Camellia and Roken are both very distracted by the fact that Jetsune is right up in their grills at this point. So they're not going to try and stop you. You go down there. You're just like wicking away all the water that you possibly can. Jetsune, Camellia, seeing you get right up in her grill, is going to use the stand strong technique, plants her feet, and prepares herself for any incoming blows. She becomes prepared, and she automatically blocks or avoids any negative statuses inflicted on her this exchange. I see that, and I say, You're the smart one, aren't you? And the wind begins to whip up around me the air begins to almost get cold as it whips around faster and faster. I would like to use ready. It says I can mark a fatigue to ready myself or your environment, assigning or clearing a fictionally appropriate status to a nearby character or myself. I would like to trap Roken. He has already got the ice on his hands, the vines on his feet, and with this wind whipping around, I want him to finally get shunted into that hole that Amar has created. He is now tangled, bound, frozen, and held in place as the wind whips around him and wraps him up, hanging in the air. Uh, That is what I would like to do. All right. You whip up this wind around you, and Rokin can't quite see what you're trying to do here at the start. But eventually he starts to feel the vines and creepers wrapping around him from below. And with one big final burst, you blow him off of his balance. And down he goes until he is hanging upside down underneath the dock here. And he reaches above his head down towards the water to try and grab something to support himself. Only to realize that there is no water down here with which he can help to support himself. Oh yeah. So he is trapped. That brings us now to advance and attack with Kiumi and Rokin. Ah, Rokin, let's see. And he can only do things against me, correct? That is correct. So let's see if he can even do anything. I really hope he can't, because if he can, bad things will happen. Yeah, I mean, he's trapped. He's completely helpless. He must mark a combination of three fatigue or conditions to escape. So we're going to say that he's going to use the smash technique to do that which requires him to mark a fatigue. The way that we're going to say that's going to happen is he's going to mark the three fatigue that it would have taken to get himself out. He like reaches up with his sweat and he's like slicing at the ropes and vines. And it's kind of like Clayton in the Tarzan movie almost. Oh yeah. Just wildly slashing at vines, except instead of what happened to Clayton, he does fall straight onto his head in the muck. And he has overcome trapped, but he took that additional fatigue from landing down there from that high vantage point. So he, in total, is going to take four fatigue this round. So is that an attack against me somehow? That is not an attack against you. So I don't have to mark anything? Yeah, let me check just to make sure. Slide around the blow. The stipulation is that the foe you're engaged with must remain engaged with you and can only use techniques against you in the next exchange. 
So he didn't necessarily use a technique against anybody. I mean, he couldn't have anyway since he was trapped, but he definitely didn't use any techniques against anybody else. Just uh, dealt himself four fatigue to get out of this trapped situation. I will take that as a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's currently at eight fatigue marked. Whoa. How? He's a beefy boy. Big bosses have a lot more fatigue than us no. lowly players. Now the other person who is advancing and attacking this round is Kiyumi. Come on, Kiyumi. Yeah, Kiyumi sees Roken go falling down and hears the splat down beneath. And Camellia looks down the hole and is like, no, babe, this is terrible. <laughs> and Kiyumi's going to use this opportunity while Camellia is kind of distracted to take that wall of vines and strike at Camellia. Uh, Camellia, with her stand firm, gets to ignore all negative statuses, but doesn't mean she can't take any damage. So Kiyumi strikes out against Camellia with those vines and is not going to mark fatigue because she is kind of low on fatigue. What Camellia is going to do in response, Camellia is going to mark angry <laughs> at this little girl who is attacking her. The vines go up and just start like smacking against her face. She already had that big dark red kind of dent in the center of her forehead from earlier. And now like all of her makeup is getting smeared as these vines are thwapping away at her. And she looks down at Kiyumi absolutely livid. And uh, yeah, we're going to see what happens with that later on. But now it's time to evade and observe with Amar. Go ahead and clear one fatigue and roll with creativity or harmony. I'm going to make that creativity to bring me up to an eight. All right. So you get one basic or master technique. I'm going to hinder Roken, who has just <laughs> fell from above onto his head in the muck. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound too advantageous for him. Would it be fair to say that he's still, like he got out of trapped, but he's not totally free yet. Would he just be impaired currently? Could I trap him again? Uh, so he had removed the trapped status from him, but you can definitely impair him again at this point. Okay, um, I will grab vines from off the ground. I'm sure that some broke off or fell down or whatever when he fell and I just like to grab vines and I can't bend them but I can physically tie him up again down here while he is face down legs in the air in the mud all right so you start hog tying this terrible man <laughs> that is going to bring us to the end of this exchange anything else you want to try and do before the next one I would like to try something I don't think we've done before such as I would like to intimidate, but live up to my principle instead. Yes. So living up to your principle, the way that this works is this is one of the ways that it's actually beneficial to have your balance off center. So the way it works, when you take action in accordance with the value of a principle, you can mark one fatigue and roll with that principle instead of whatever you would normally roll. So Jetsun, instead of rolling with passion to intimidate, presumably you're going to try and roll with support to get a plus three instead? Yes. Well, first of all, how are you going to try and intimidate them? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't care so much about Roken at this point. He seems like he's having a bad day. We might be able to wrap this up, but his girlfriend still seems like she's got some fire in her. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to turn to her and say, You are outmanned. Your compatriot has fallen and there is no one to support you. Stand down now, and we won't have to take this any further. All right, roll with support. All right, let's see if I can actually do this. I'm trying to support my friends by getting them out of a sticky situation. 
That's a 14. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> Five and a six plus three. So whatever happens, she's going to choose one of these options on a 10 plus. You get to pick one that she cannot choose. Man, I feel like in this moment, I enjoy this move so much actually that I'm going to kind of steal something that some other power by the apocalypse systems do that when you exceed a 12, when you get like a 13 plus, you can get a special extra effect. Ooh. It's not baked into this system, but in this thematic moment, I like that. I'll say instead of choosing just one that she can't choose, you can choose two Ooh. that she can't choose. So the options that she has to choose from are run to escape and get back up, back down but keep watch, give in with a few stipulations, attack you but off balance, and I mark a condition on them. I am going to say she cannot run and she cannot attack. Good choices. So she has to either back down but keep watch or give in with a few stipulations. Yes. Hmm. She looks you in the eyes, looks down at her boyfriend hogtied in the mud, and she says, Okay, as long as you don't hurt Roken anymore, I promise we'll leave this horrible spirit-infested place as soon as we possibly can, all right? We never wanted to hurt him in the first place. We only want information. We came to talk. Oh, he's not the best talker, honey. That's I, I love him. I love the dickens out of him. But that's one thing. I can just never quite get him to talk. Well, we, we just have some very specific questions about one job that he did right before he got here. Hopefully, and I walk over to the edge and I look down over him. Hopefully, he can answer a few simple questions. And Camelia calls down, Babe, they won't hurt you anymore. Can you just answer some questions for them? She reminds me of Linda Belcher. <laughs> and you hear from underneath the mud, <laughs> What was that, Amar? Could you translate? Yes, I speak mud. That was, uh, yes, I'll answer anything you want to know. Oh, very accommodating. <laughs> Camellia backs down slowly. Kiyumi lets the vines loose. And Amar, you begin, like, pulling this guy's head up out of the muck, apparently. <laughs> I'll hold him by the hair and pull it up. But if he gets mouthy, I'll just stick him right back in. <laughs> yeah, you pull his hair up and he looks right at you and he says, Amarukami. What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> it must be a thing that once you get here, you just understand it. <laughs> hey, trust me, man. I didn't want to have to deal with you any more than I have to. So let's get this over with, okay? I'm going to be honest, Amor. I never thought I was going to see you again. Yeah, betrayal makes you think things like that. <laughs> well, it's more than just that. I mean, right from the very beginning, Amar, you were, you were the patsy. You were the fall guy. You were always going to take the blame for this. Can I see if this triggers a memory? <gasps> yeah. Maybe we'll find out what happened right before he's... I bet it has something to do with a hawk. I wonder. So you're going to roll with focus. That's an eight. Nice. On a hit, you receive a spark of insight connecting your current situation with your past. The GM tells you what you remember, but on a seven to nine, the process of unearthing the memory is difficult or painful, inflicting two fatigue or one condition. Ooh, good thing I cleared some fatigue. <laughs> so you hear this and you start racking your memory to try and think like, okay, what brought us together in the first place? And it doesn't make sense because you were sent by someone to find these two people. Someone high up in a position of power said, Amar, these are the two people I want you to go find and to work with to get this stuff from the library. And the thing that is most troubling to you about this is that person was Fire Lord Sozin. Gasp. And so you think back to that instance where it's like, but I, I reached out to you guys. How was I the fall guy if I was the one who put this all together? So Roken 
I don't think you're remembering this correctly. Maybe Taya did something to your brain <laughs> because I hired you. I was the one who found you guys. Well, that's what Taya wanted you to think. Now look here, I don't know a lot about Taya. I had a hard time getting information out of her in the first place. All I know, Taya was working for somebody, didn't tell me who it was, and said that we were supposed to let you think that you hired us on. What if he never even worked for Fire Lord Sozin in the first place? Oh, that can't be. <laughs> I'm so confused. All I'm learning is that Ned took a character I made and made her Epic. beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> Can I roll again? Oh, you risky boy. Amar, you feel pretty confident that Fire Lord Sozin told you to find these people, but Roken is telling you that Zaya was the one who was in charge of this whole thing from the beginning. Taya was the one in charge of these things from Taya. the beginning. Sorry. <laughs> That's on you, McKenna. That is on me. I apologize. No, 100%. Okay. Well, I so real quick in response to this, would you like to mark two fatigue or one condition at this state you find yourself in? I'm going to mark a condition. This is more than just fatiguing. I'm troubled. I'll go with troubled. Troubling news. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to turn to Amar. What was one thing that you remembered that really started your process of getting your memories back? I, I think Lope Sang mentioned something about a light. Roken, maybe you remember a light? Oh yeah, it was this weird whole thing. She took out like this contraption. We tied up Amar. I froze his limbs so he couldn't move. And she just moved this light in front of his eyes over and over and over again. Saying this stuff about Lake Lao guy and the Earth King, I had no idea what was going on. I just got my money out of it, you know? How much money did you get out of it? Enough to retire to the swamp. I look over at his fallen apart humble abode. <laughs> ah, so not much. And Camellia says, these eyebrows aren't cheap, darling. <laughs> it could have fooled me. Anyway, so... <laughs> she really wants to slap you, but she's not going to because you have a truce. Um... Do you know anything of what happened? Like, we know at this point what they took, right? Yes, we, okay. we know they took something to do with the Avatar cycle. What happened to those? Yeah, what'd you do with the scrolls, Roken? I didn't touch the scrolls. Taya took all of them herself. What was that thing Taya said that made you go all wonky? Something about Lake Laogai, right? And the Earth King and Lake... The Earth King says hello, Laogai. <laughs> what was I it? I believe... The Earth King has invited you to Lake Laogai. Well, that, that's great for you, Amar. Did you have a fun time? <laughs> Nothing. I thought maybe he would react. I thought possibly he was... Broken, are you dumb? Is that all this is? Are you really dumb? <laughs> okay, okay. Let me tell you everything I know about this lady. Please, yes. I get approached by this tile lady, okay? I come from a reputable crime family. People know who we are. It's not uncommon that people come to us and like, hey, I need some muscle, I need some brains, I need maybe one or the other or both. I obviously have both. Just come <laughs> along with me, I'll pay you, and we can make this happen. She comes up to me and she says, hey, we're going to find this Amar guy. We're going to steal some stuff from the library. He's going to take the fall for it. It's never going to come back to bite us. Thanks for that, Taya. We see how well that turned out. <laughs> but anyway... I tried to get some information out of her along the way because I like to know at least something about who I'm working with. Didn't know too much, but here's what I did manage to get out of her. She comes from Yudao. That's where she grew up. Yudao. 
It's a little Fire Nation colony off on the western coast close to the Fire Nation. It's a Fire Nation colony? It's actually exactly the place where the food fight one shot took place. Okay, good. I was like, that sounds familiar, but I hope it's not familiar because I destroyed it. <laughs> now, the other thing that I got from uh, this whole like contraption thing that she was using... All she told me about it when I asked her about it was that she learned how to do it from some guy up in the northern part in a different Fire Nation colony up on the northern side of the Earth Kingdom. Some technology buff guy. What? This is... What? What? <gasps> Wait a second. I looked to Amar. That vision we had. Your father. He wouldn't be involved with something like that, would he? We haven't necessarily been too close since it all happened. I feel that he could do something like this. Do you at least know where he was last? Was he north? Ned, was he north? Would you like to try and unearth the memory? Yes, I would. Oh, it's so risky. Roll with focus. Six. Oh, it's so close. Can I help him? I had a shared vision with him. I would like to pull on that memory. Your father, he had very similar looking features to you. You remember, right? Yeah. I will mark a fatigue to help him out. Thank you. Oh, man, we are wrecking ourselves with these self-inflicted fatigues and conditions. <laughs> we are. I'm doing fine. <laughs> so that brings it up to a seven. So similar to last time, you're going to get the memory, but it's going to cost you either two fatigue or one condition. Okay. You think back to the last time you spoke with your father, and it was a while ago. It's been a few years since you've spoken with your father. The last thing he told you as he was packing up, kind of, you know, leaving the business to you to be the new head of it, he said that he was going to go to somewhere so that he could hopefully learn how to forget. Oh, man. Yep. It's so twisty. It was him. He invented the Mind Wiper. But are you sure? I mean, that seems pretty big. I know it. He told me he wanted to forget everything. You think he would use it on himself? Absolutely. This puts a bit of a wrinkle in our plan. Roken, you need to leave this place. You don't gotta ask me twice, man. My <laughs> girlfriend hates it here. I thought it was pretty nice, but you can't please everybody. Sometimes one of you likes it hot and one of you likes it cold. What you gonna do? Yes, I, I suggest going home and... If you, if you really want somewhere warm and nice, there's the Fire Nation has an archipelago that uh, has some very nice islands, less bugs. She might like it more, but you can't stay here. I, I feel like, oh, I was really hoping Taya would be here. But I feel like we got a pretty good idea of where she could go. We've got two places to look. You Yudao. In the Northern Fire Nation. Yes. Amar, what was, did your father say the name of the town? So your father didn't say exactly where he was going. You assumed in that moment that he was probably going back to your hometown, Taycock. Oh, well, I would rather go to Yudao personally, yeah. for my own reasons. Let's go there first, maybe, see what we can find. I think that's a safe bet. Oh dear. Kiyumi, would you escort them out of the, the swamp? They don't seem like they've got too much fight left in them. She leers at both of them and then kind of jerks her head forward quickly and Camellia kind of flinches backwards. I think I can wrestle up these two. Maybe we can see if we can find those others who got lost out there in the forest or whatever. I think the forest can take care of them for sure. Oh dear. 
and Camellia says, I'm not leaving without Washa. Vin Lee, he can rot in this forest for all I care, but I'm not leaving without my best friend. <gasps> Where did they go? They went off closer into the center of the place, towards that big old tree. You know, we've been trying to get close to the tree because it's super cool. You want to figure out what's going on. But whenever we try, something just keeps pushing us back. Oh dear. Zaya, Hamar, do you think we have one more adventure in us while still in this swamp? Give us a night's rest and maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. And I really could use some time to meditate. I go to help out the uh, guys that I trapped so that they can also be escorted out. You start cleaning up this situation and Kumi goes off to inform the other swamp benders that these guys are ready to leave. The water starts to trickle back into this area of the swamp and Rui Pan and Mama Millie come back up and Rui Pan's like, well, seems like that worked out pretty well then. One of my eyes is twitching and I'm kind of still breathing <laughs> heavily. And Mama Millie says, darling, you look like you could use a little bit of rest, maybe some nice food to fill your belly. And if I may be so presumptuous, I think we need to take you to the Banyan Grove tree so we can work on those minds of yours. The spirit world may be a place of comfort in this moment. She puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Oh, darling, you're going to find out some marvelous things if you go to the Bandon Grove tree. And don't worry, we'll be there with you to help guide you along the way. Hopefully be a little easier, a little bit more pleasant than your last time you had those visions. And she looks deep into each of your eyes as she's talking can tell that there's turmoil inside of each you and I can't let you leave this place feeling bad, okay? Okay. Thank you, Mama. Billy. Oh. oh, come here, sugar. And she gives you a big hug and everybody, you can hear Jitsun's vertebrae kind of popping all the way up from his tailbone to his skull. Oh, that sounds so nice right now. That felt very nice. That's the least I can do for you. Now, let's get back to the village. I'll cook you up a nice spread. We have some stuff to celebrate tonight. Can I clear troubled by speaking to Mama Millie? Uh, yeah, let's let's RP that real quick. Thank you. In my old age, it's it's nice to be treated as a real person rather than just an old bag of bones you have to drag along. These young ones with all their energy, they wear me out fairly quickly sometimes. So, thank you for your hospitality. Oh, I know the feeling getting worn out by the young ones. But let me just tell you a little thing that I've learned in my life. The number one thing you can do to inspire some joy and some happiness in the younger people around you is to just let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care. I could do better with that. Thank you. Oh, not a problem at all. Now come along, you little spring chicken. Let's get back to the village. <laughs> and as you all head on your way back to the Swampbender village, having concluded this big, crazy battle that ended up being a lot crazier than I was expecting, <laughs> Rokin and Camellia are coming along with you. Uh, Jeff and his brother Fred have them on their swamp <laughs> skiffs and are kind of moving them along. You know, even though they are odious, the Swampbenders are still very hot hospitable. You head back ready to confront a new spiritual adventure closer to the Banyan Grove tree. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. But first, who's ready to ask some growth questions? Oh, no. oh wow. I'm not, I'm not hitting my growth this time. Oh. That is for sure. <laughs> so we uh, will probably get another opportunity for this in the near-ish future here, but we can at least maybe get a couple of these for you. So, actually, let's go down the line character by character. Let's start with Amar. 
First question, did you learn something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a few things. Uh, most recently and most significantly, the revelation about uh, my father and about what the heck was going on with Taya actually being in charge the whole time. Yeah, crazy stuff going on. Second question, did you stop a dangerous threat or solve a community problem? Yes, sir. We got rid of that nasty, nasty, sweaty boy. <laughs> Next, did you guide a companion towards balance or end the session at your center? Did not end at my center. Um, did I guide anybody towards balance since the last time we did this? I don't think I've ever officially guided and comforted anybody. And yeah, we had a few talks, me and Zaya and stuff, but I don't think I officially did that. Mm -hmm. And then the last question, did you try to make amends for past mistakes or prove you're a different person now? Yeah, absolutely on that one. All right, so you get to mark three growth. All righty. Then going over to Jetsoon, I think we're probably going to have a similar answer to did you learn something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world? And did you stop a dangerous threat or solve a community problem? So let's go now to, did you guide a companion towards balance or end the session at your center? I attempted to, but I failed. So I don't think that counts. Uh, you did manage to guide Amar though. I did. Oh, wow. Okay. So yes. All right. And then final question for you. Did you help a companion find a significant success with their issues or lead the group in finding a significant collective success? I want to say yes. Um, yes. I think the powwow is a good example of that. Okay. So I got all, I got all four, correct? Just... Yeah, looks like it. Wow, I really did not think I was going to get all four. Surprise, surprise. Now let's go with Zaya real quick. Uh, you also, I would say, learned something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world and stopped a dangerous threat or solved a community problem. Now, did you guide a companion towards balance or end your session at center? No. <laughs> All right. And then the final question for you. Did you improve the lives of a community of average citizens or help an ordinary person with their problems? Yes. Very much so. So, uh, Jetsoon, you're the only one, I believe, who got an advancement this time around? No, I did, actually. You did? Oh, nice. Oh, did you have one left over? Yes, I did. Heck yes. Oh, perfect. Okay, so uh, do either of you know what you're choosing at this point? Not a clue. It's uh, advancement moves we choose, correct? Yep. Question, I had one left over, but it wasn't in the right category. So that- uh, It's not categories, it's just you mark growth for each correct answer. Cool. So I also advance. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> we were so uncertain moving into this, and now here we are. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I will need a second to decide what I would like. Um, I'm probably going to take a new move from another playbook, but I'm going to have to do a little digging. All right. And Caleb, do you want some time to think about yours as well? I would, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. So we will start our next episode with everybody talking about what their new advancements are that they took. And uh, we'll see what happens when we get to that point. But for now, everybody, thanks so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar. And we'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be just as happy as every single Swamp Bender is knowing that Roken is on his way out <laughs> if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, maybe you'd like to talk with Caleb about these new revelations about Amar and everything he's thinking about that, Man. don't be afraid to reach out. Now we're going to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Sticker Club. The first person we're shouting out is Sammy Ryan Art. 
who is doing such a good job oh making fan art for this show. Oh. She did a sort of mock comic book cover of 10,000 Things featuring the Knowledge Seekers. Uh, we're going to see if we can get her permission to put that up on our social media. It's phenomenal. I want all of you to see it. It looks so good. It is amazing. The next person that we're going to shout out is Tyson Lanzen, who is also Jetsoon's most promising pupil. Yeah, boy. My boy Tyson. Yeah, Tyson is currently getting some major innovations in the field of making the center of the Airbender pie gooier and lighter and fluffier <laughs> than ever before. Ooh, I can support that. Indeed. And the final person that we're going to be shouting out is Sarah Martin. Hey, yo, Sarah! Sarah is the person who microbladed Camellia's eyebrows. That's why they <laughs> looked so awesome, because Sarah has a perfect eye for aesthetics. True facts. That does it for our Sticker Club patrons this time around. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll have more to talk about next week. But for now, let's do a round of plugs. Caleb, would you like to take that this time around? Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for being here. We have a whole backlog of fate campaigns for you to listen to as well. If you need something to keep you going in between Avatar episodes, make sure to check those out if you haven't already. We also have a sister podcast called iCast Fireball, and it is a D&D 5e adventure going through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. It is a great time all around. Check that out if you haven't. Support them over there. And I would like to plug bananas. <laughs> oh my no! gosh. Come on, we said we wouldn't. <laughs> Mayor Brimpus Chimpus would be proud. Any banana is a good banana. This is just a personal tip from me. So they charge for bananas by the pound. So my thought is when you're buying bananas, always buy small ones. Because when you go to eat a banana, you always eat one banana. Like really no matter what size it is. So if you buy small ones, then you get more bananas to eat for, you know, the same amount of money. You have more banana snacking opportunities. That is genius. Yeah, that's what I always do. So yeah. Bananas. Bananas. I never considered that. That's so brilliant. That's that paternal economic mind coming into play. It is, yes. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton playing Amar Ukami. McKenna Steele playing Zaya. And Christian Randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Right in the middle of when we were advancing our characters, the whole conversation got hijacked when Christian noticed that Sammy had posted that aforementioned bit of artwork in our patron Discord. The following conversation is our real-life response to seeing that artwork for the first time. If you would like to geek along at home, you can find said artwork on all of our social media channels. Thank you very much for helping us get to 100 episodes, and we hope you enjoy. I think the powwow is a good example of that. Okay. Can we just take a second and look at what we just got sent in the spoiler chat? What do we got? It is amazing, Ned. It is 
amazing. Yeah, it is. Sammy's been uh, showing me the progress along the way. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Look at how good that is. Oh, my gosh. And look at little Marbar in the pouch. I know. Look at that. Oh, Holy cow. Gosh. I'm like tearing up, you guys. This is beautiful. I know. That's crazy. Look at that. Holy cow. That is beautiful. We need to use it for something. I don't know. It's got to go on social media or something. I don't know. Yeah. She's hey, got... everybody. It's our 100th episode. <gasps> There we go. There we go. I am stunned. Fifi looks amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Look at Amar. Look at that. Look at those angles. Look how good he looks. Look at him leaning down and like firebending with his hand that's like down on the sand. That's so cool. I want to make it bigger. How do I make it bigger? Unable to save image? How do I save it? Oh, open original. That's better. Oh. She got her little sunburn uh, lines. And, and, and your tattoo. That's right. You and your brother, your tattoo is there. Jet Soon looks incredible. He's got that old man face. I, I know. It. I love his old man face. <laughs> and I love that he's the only one properly wearing the, the, the library's robes. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Why, none of us would. Oh, that is so good. Wow. I'm freaking out. Okay, I'm freaking Me out. Me too. I gotta, we got to. Yeah, let's finish this. <laughs> let's finish this up. That's amazing.